If you want a sign that humanity's still got it going on. The people are revolting. Welcome to People Are Revolting, a daily dose of disobedience. First up in this revolting roundup is a piece published at theconcordian.com. This is written by Simon Feistower Fornet. On November 26, Montrealers gathered in the gay village for a solidarity vigil, sharing their thoughts and grief surrounding the recent Club Q shooting. For many, this was a time to discuss the violence queer people experience on a daily basis. On November 19, the eve of Transgender Day of Remembrance, a gunman entered the LGBTQIA club in Colorado Springs and opened fire, where 25 people were injured and five were killed. The event has left Colorado's queer community devastated, serving as a reminder of a past shooting that had killed 49 people at the Pulse Gay Club in Orlando, Florida in 2016. LGBTQIA plus people throughout the world have spoken out in support of the victims and their loved ones. Five lives were stolen away by systemic homophobia and transphobia, said Celeste Trianon, one of the organizers of the vigil. Trianon said that while the shooter was responsible for the tragedy, the system itself was at fault. According to them, queer people experience systemic violence due to the spread of a far-right political agenda in North America. What kills us in the end is isolation, poverty, officials who never respect our identities, said Trianon. It is all the forms of hatred that we live every day that kill us, and that is what we must fight against. Gabrielle Paquette, a speaker at the event, said they came to support their American counterparts. The thing about the queer community is that we're not blood-related, so we're all a little bit family, as idealized as that idea may be, said Paquette. When there's an attack on a few of us, there's an attack on all of us, especially when it's in a space where we're celebrating our joy of being ourselves, especially on Trans Day of Remembrance. It shocked us to the core of our being, but we knew it was coming with the legislative violence in the U.S., Paquette also denounced the growing climate of hate and fear surrounding queer people in the U.S., a sentiment echoed by many in attendance. In Canada, it's coming as well. For example, in Ottawa, there was an anti-trans demonstration yesterday, said Paquette, referring to an incident at an Ottawa high school surrounding transgender students using the restroom corresponding with their respective genders. They also mentioned how candidates in the most recent Ontario elections pushed for the abolition of support for queer children. In Quebec, we have the particularity that there are language barriers, so the American and British philosophies take longer to reach us. But that doesn't mean that we don't have organizations that have the same issues and that are doing political lobbying to take away our rights in the long run, explained Paquette. They cited, among others, the organization Pour les Droits des Femmes du Québec, a women's rights group, receiving funding from the provincial government and known to be trans-exclusionary. The last survey conducted by the Bureau de lutte contre l'homophobe et la transphobie 
in 2017 found that over 40% of the population surveyed had witnessed an act of homophobic or transphobic discrimination. Participants shared their worries but also their hopes, hugging those who were crying and trying to comfort each other. Today was about getting together as a group to try and send some love to those who are there in the U.S., our distant family, said Paquette. Next up is a piece published at abcnews.go.com. South Dakota prosecutors have dropped all charges against the head of an indigenous-led advocacy organization stemming from a protest during then-President Donald Trump's visit to Mount Rushmore, the group announced Tuesday. NDN Collective President Nick Tilson was among those arrested July 3, 2020, when the protest seeking return of the Black Hills to Lakota control escalated into a scuffle with law enforcement. The charges included robbery and assault of a law enforcement officer. Tilson agreed to participate in a diversion program rather than face prison time, but claimed prosecutors backed out of the agreement last year after he spoke to the media about it. In his motion for dismissal, Tilson said his remarks were protected by the First Amendment. Deputy State's Attorney Colleen Morin filed the dismissal November 18, court documents show. Quote, My case held a mirror up to the so-called legal system where prosecutors, fueled by white fragility and fear of indigenous power, wasted years of state resources to intimidate, criminalize, and violate me, Tilson said in a statement Tuesday. The fact that I've gone from facing 17 years in prison to all charges dismissed is not a coincidence or an act of justice. It is evidence that the charges were bogus from the start. The case was transferred earlier from Pennington County in Rapid City to Minnehaha County in Sioux Falls. The original prosecutor, Pennington County State's Attorney Mark Vargo, who is temporarily serving as South Dakota's interim attorney general, said he had a conflict of interest because he was called to testify. Next up, we have a piece published by Melissa Zinzini, posted on examinerlive.co.uk. Shoppers in Sheffield were left confused after spotting, quote, the most middle-class protest ever, urging them not to buy Israeli dates. The demonstration in solidarity with Palestine was captured on film in Waitrose on Saturday afternoon. The group of around six people is seen walking through the supermarket, handing out leaflets as they sing in harmony through the aisles, while baffled shoppers and workers looked on. The song goes, quote, The Western powers send arms with glee, while Israel acts with impunity. No, 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 don't buy dates. There's a boycott going on. Shopper Richard Sidebottom captured the moment on camera, before sharing it on social media. Quote, This has got to be the most middle-class protest ever, he said, going through weight rows in Sheffield, protesting about Israeli dates, solving the world's problems one date at a time. Next up is a piece published at thestar.com. This is written by Kelly Geraldine Malone. Chiefs in Saskatchewan sent a message to the provincial government to scrap a controversial bill or or the new year could start with blockades. 
Political avenues, legal avenues are in place, Federation of Sovereign Indigenous Nations Chief Bobby Cameron said. If all else fails, we will blockade. The Saskatchewan First Act passed its second reading in November. The bill would unilaterally amend the Constitution to assert provincial jurisdiction over resources and set up a tribunal to be used in future court cases. Cameron said he will no longer be asking to sit down with the Saskatchewan party government to discuss the legislation, which he says is unconstitutional and infringes on Indigenous rights. Premier Scott Moe has said the act doesn't affect treaty rights and is aimed at growing the economy to benefit all people, including Indigenous people. Cameron said the Federation is also looking to file legal action after the holiday season, which he said could take years in the courts. We are going to take action, and we are going to do it really quick. About 35 First Nations chiefs joined Cameron on Friday to show solidarity and call on lawmakers to discard the bill. Chief Evan Tapatot of Kakuistawa First Nation said the only way to get the provincial government to listen is to have thousands of indigenous people head to the highways, railways, and city streets. Enough is enough, Tapatat said. We tried to be rational. We tried to be diplomatic. We'd like to solve this in a boardroom, but that's not going to happen. Chief Margaret Baer of Ochipawes First Nation said the bill symbolizes a breach to treaty and inherent indigenous rights. She said it takes a lot of gall for the Saskatchewan government to think they have the rights of all lands and resources. We are the original rights holder of this land, she said. No policy or act is going to tell us different. And finally for this episode, a piece written by Atia Jordan, published at Black Enterprise. Dot com. Content warning, this piece contains quotes from the police who are notorious for lying. Last week, a black community activist and former journalist was arrested while protesting the removal of the remaining Confederate statues in Jacksonville, Florida. Ben Frazier, president of Northside Coalition of Jacksonville, attended a city council meeting following a rally at a nearby park. He addressed the council during the public comment portion of the meeting, but he spoke longer than his allotted time. Council President Terrence Freeman then notified him that his time had expired. Quote, The defendant refused to stop and continued repeatedly speaking loudly, which began to gain a reaction from attendees in the crowd, according to the police report. Moments later, police officers attempted to remove Frazier before he dropped to the floor. Officers said they asked and ordered him to stop resisting and peacefully leave, but he refused. Frazier, who has a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma diagnosis, uses a mobility scooter to transport himself. He was taken to the back of a police cruiser alongside elderly activist Bob Rudder. Quote, City Council President Terrence Freeman asked Mr. Frazier be escorted out of the meeting, Frazier's attorney, John Phillips, said in a statement. Instead, he was arrested and taken to jail without his American Disabilities Act assistant devices. Frazier is facing misdemeanor trespassing and non-violently resisting charges. According to Phillips, Frazier was released on his own recognizance without bond, but it has not been announced whether the state has dropped the charges 
which were advised by the court, per First Coast News. The judge set a court date for January 9. If you want to check out back episodes of People Are Revolting, just go to peoplearerevolting.com. You can also follow on Twitter at People Revolting. Keep revolting. And thanks for listening. A sign that humanity's still got it going on. The people are revolting. I think you just nailed it. <laughs>